Hello, my friend. So, so many of us I know are in seasons of life where we're trying to listen to God's voice, but it's hard to hear him. And so today I want to share with you my biggest tip for how to hear God's voice. And it's really actually about discerning and knowing God's voice versus the enemy's voice. So I'm going to talk to you today about what the enemy's voice looks like versus what God's voice sounds like. This is so important because the reality is every single day, every single one of us is in the middle of a big spiritual battle. And the battle is not how do we keep our house clean while we're working full time, performing our best at work and being super productive at work. How do we get back to fitness postpartum? How do we you know, make sure our kids are behaved and that they have all that they need to succeed in life? Like It's not as much about those things that we tend to put so much of our focus and energy in. The reality is there is a fight going on for our souls. And that's the truth. That is the truth. And so we are caught in the middle of it and we have to arm ourselves with the armor of God. So today I'm gonna help you do that by giving you the distinctions between what the devil's voice sounds like and what God's voice sounds like. So you can discern how you are currently experiencing spiritual warfare and also where the Lord is speaking to you and where you can turn away from the enemy and from the lies of Satan and instead turn closer towards God. Hey sister, welcome to Arm to the Heart. Do you wanna make an impact as a military mom and be the best mom and leader you can be at the same time? Are you finding yourself stressed and weighed down by guilt with how much your time your work steals from your family and often worry that they're getting the leftovers of you? Do you feel alone carrying the heavy load of pregnancy, postpartum, of motherhood in uniform with so many expectations of performing your job, stay physically fit, and such little support? Hey, I'm Megan, and in my early years as an active duty mom in the army, I was so burnt out. I was just wishing for more time with my baby, the freedom to actually put my family and faith first while still giving my best to the team. And I was giving all I had, but it just never felt like enough. Trying to bounce back quickly, feeling all those pressures to prove myself in a male-dominated unit, trying to manage the home the best of my ability, and keep our marriage strong through so much long distance and dual military life. I just felt like I was falling short in all of it, but especially failing my family. I felt exhausted. I felt trapped in the army, like I was losing myself in what mattered most along the way and just doubting whether all of those sacrifices were worth it. I finally cried out to God to direct my path and he started showing me that there's a different way to find more balance and more purpose. So in this podcast, you're gonna find time management strategies, holistic health and fitness tips, and mindset transformation so you can find that balance that you long for to be who you're called to be for both your family and your work without having to compromise what's most important. So lace up those boots and put on the armor of God. Let's run this race up before us as sisters in arms, as sisters in Christ. So what does the enemy's voice sound like? Harsh criticism, condemnation, accusing, blaming, shaming, bringing anxiousness and doubt, fear, despair, overwhelm, pressure, discouragement, and defeat. Those are the big ones. So whenever we are feeling a lot of that negative self-talk, the really deep criticism that's driving us into the spirals of guilt and shame to feel like something must be wrong with us or that we are not enough, the really harsh voice inside our head, that is not of God. The condemning, the accusing, the blaming, that is not of God. Bringing anxiousness and doubt, you know, anxiousness about what's going to happen in the future, whether everything's going to be okay, whether we'll be taken care of, how everything's going to work out, doubt of our own worth, our own worthiness, 
whether we have what it takes to do God's will, to fulfill whatever he's called, it, called us to do, to experience a lot of self-doubt as a mother. You know, maybe I'm not cut out for motherhood. How many of us have felt like that at some point in our motherhood journey? Or fear, making decisions from a place of fear and of overwhelm and of not being sure whether it's all going to work out and feeling like we have to have this tight grip on our lives and on our own plans and we have to maintain this sense of control for everything to work out okay. That fear that drives us to turn towards ourselves, like we have to have it all figured out on our own instead of turning towards God and trusting him. Despair, when we're in a place of, of deep desperation and when we're despairing so many different aspects of our lives or our situation or circumstances, when we're experiencing really hard things, but we're just being weighed down by all the shadows of despair, that's the enemy that's keeping us stuck there. Because yes, our circumstances may not be in God's perfect will, but he's allowing them because he can bring good through all things, no matter what. So maybe he didn't desire for what you're going through to happen, but he allowed it in his permissive will because he can use it for the good of the world in some way, for your good, for your sanctification, and for a divine purpose. So how might he be wanting to use whatever difficult circumstances it is for his glory? How might he want to work through you and through these hardships? Another one is overwhelm. And again, a lot of us, when we're stuck in overwhelm, we feel like it's all on us. And we're subscribing to that lie because it's not all on us. At the end of the day, you know, we are weak, but God is strong. And it's through our weakness that his grace is made perfect. But when we feel like we have to rely all on our own strength to get everything done that needs to be done or to hold everything together, then that's when that pressure is ultimately going to overwhelm us. Because nobody can keep up with that. The overwhelming pressure to be perfect in everything that we do. The pressure to prove ourselves, to prove our value, to earn our worth in the eyes of others, to earn approval in the eyes of others. That pressure to base our decisions on other people's opinions or our actions on other people's opinions. And then discouragement and defeat. The enemy wants us to feel discouraged in everything especially in motherhood, especially in our marriage, and especially in living out our calling, whatever that is, both within our families and beyond in our work, in our communities. He wants us to be discouraged and to feel defeated in it, to feel like it's not possible. So it's almost not even worth trying, or it might be better to give up. Whatever those narratives are, that's the enemy keeping us down. And so Turning it around now, what does God's voice sound like? How do we know when God is speaking to us? Or how do we know we need to create more space for the Lord to speak to us because we're just hearing the enemy's voice or the world's voice instead? So God's voice, even when he's calling us to repent, to grow, to turn towards him, to turn away from sin, it still sometimes firmly, but still gently encourages us. It convicts us, it compels us. It's loving, it's kind, it's comforting, it's patient, it's peaceful, it's calming and merciful, while still, again, enlightening and guiding our heart towards greater truth. It convicts us towards the truth and goodness and virtue. God's voice does. It compels us to act, even when it's hard. But God does everything in and with love because he reassures us that we are loved no matter what. We are his beloved. And so, 
even when he's convicting us to turn towards him, to turn away from sin, to repent, to run back into his arms when we do something wrong, when we fall into temptation, when we fall into sin, he still reminds us of his unconditional love for us, of our unconditional worth and his mercy that meets us there in that place. So where you feel peace, that's God's voice. Where you feel this sense of anxiousness, of unrest or restlessness, where you feel discouraged, when you feel a lot of pressure, when you feel overwhelmed, you're afraid, you're just sitting in fear, or you're making decisions based on fear or doubt, or you're feeling a lot of that harsh criticism or that shame. You want to kind of turn inward into shame. That is the enemy. And wherever those places are for you that you're feeling those things, that's what we can, we're just invited to surrender more deeply to the Lord for healing, for redemption, for guidance, for him to bring good through all things. So we can look and we can ask ourselves, what is the tone of whatever this voice is that I'm hearing within my own head or my own heart or within my life? What's guiding my decisions? What's guiding how I'm feeling on a day-to-day basis? All these stressors that I'm feeling that are driving me to react a certain way to things that are going on in my life. What is the tone of all of that? Is it a tone of pressure, of chaos, of criticism, of overwhelm, of guilt that turns into shame? Because again, there's a distinction I would say this is important. A distinction between guilt and shame. So guilt tells us, okay, I did something wrong. And that in itself is not inherently bad because God also convicts us that sometimes we do wrong things because that's the cost of original sin, right? That's the impact of original sin. We are going to make bad decisions sometimes. We are going to fall into temptation. We are going to sin. We are weak. That's why we need God. But shame tells us, okay, I did something wrong and there's something wrong with me. So the distinction is that you know sometimes it's we move from guilt into shame and we stay stuck in shame. But other times, shame just comes, even without doing something wrong, objectively speaking. And we just feel like there's, there must be something wrong with me. And now it comes, you know, goes from something that's objective of an action-oriented thing to a identity-oriented problem. Because again, shame makes it mean something about us and our identity and our worth and our value as a human being. So that's where we can really get stuck. So many of us are in that place of shame constantly, whether it's related to our performance in work or our productivity around the home and our to-do list, how we are interacting with our kids as a mother, whether it's how we might not be living up to these standards that we feel you know, we have to meet in our home or in our body image. There's so much shame that we are oftentimes allowing ourselves to stay stuck in. But that's the enemy again, that is pulling us away from God, is pushing us away from God, pulling us into these holes of believing we are not worthy of love, of appreciation, of acceptance, of being seen and known and loved in all of those places. Because the enemy wants us to feel like we are only loved if and when. And that may not seem so bad, but it's a lie that he wants us to believe because it twists God's love for us. It twists the way that we were meant to be loved in the first place. And so we're out there seeking, you know, all the love from all the wrong places and all the wrong ways by society, by our work environments, and even within our marriages or when we look in the mirror. I feel like in order to be worthy of love, we have to live up to whatever standards society dictates are associated with beauty. 
And so all those things pull us away from the Lord and they're not God's voice. But how many voices are we listening to over the Lord? And so today I just encourage you to think about, you know, take note when you are experiencing the enemy's voice in your life, in your head and your heart, when you feel all those pressures and you feel all these things, call it for what it is. Because when we name something, naming something allows the Lord to have power over it, right? We see that through scripture in different ways. When it's brought to the light, it can be healed. So don't be afraid when we're in any of these places, we don't have to stay stuck there. Bring it to the Lord. Invite him in. Ask him for help in those places, in those ways. Ask him to guide your heart towards the truth and goodness and beauty of who you are in his eyes. To remind you of your unconditional worth. That does not depend on what you do. But all of these things too are going to be holding us back from living in the fullness of who God has created us to be and living out our purpose. In these spirals of discouragement and defeat and anxiousness and doubt and fear and self-condemnation and overwhelm. That's where the enemy wants us to stay stuck because we can't share God's love and light and hope and truth and all of these things with the world and our families, more importantly, in the ways that we're meant to. So I believe deeply that learning how to be more compassionate with ourselves, of giving ourselves more grace, very closely ties in with understanding that oftentimes when we are talking to ourselves harshly, that is the enemy's influence. And God wants to invite us into his grace and his love for us. And he wants us to learn how to treat ourselves in the same way. Because the truth is, these same exacting standards we hold of ourselves, these same ways we criticize ourselves, we are subconsciously imposing that same standard on other people. And we're going to have a million times harder of a time to celebrate, to collaborate with, to honor the women around us in their own journeys. And instead, we're going to look to them with so much more comparison, criticism, insecurity, competition. We're going to feel like we have to compete with every single woman that we see because the enemy's voice is governing our own mindset and also the way that we're thinking about other people. So how can we invite God in more? The first step is awareness, right? Awareness of all these things that we're talking about today. Awareness of when we hear the enemy's voice and instead allowing ourselves to open ourselves up more to God's voice, recognizing it for what it is, and then deliberately turning towards the Lord. And we can turn towards the Lord by resting in his word, in scripture, in going to church, in the mass or whatever service that you go to, in surrounding ourselves with like-minded women who are going to lift us up in Christ, who are going to be a source of God's voice for us instead of the world. Because none of this is easy and we need to be surrounded by others who also share our faith and our values. We are meant for that fellowship, to share in one another's burdens. So don't allow yourself to believe in all the things that the enemy is telling you. He is going to try to manipulate you, to tell you lies, try to keep you down, keep you stuck. And twist all the things that are good in your life and that God is guiding you in. And that's just the reality in this world as a result of original sin. That is this world. But Jesus came so that God can have victory over this world. The battle is already won. But at the same time, the battle is still waging right now for your heart, your soul, your mind. So don't forget that reality. I just want you to, eyes wide open, be able to face it with a little bit more tools today. And we'll keep talking about this. I'm going to give you some more steps moving forward for 
tangible, practical tips to continue to renew your mind when you feel stuck in these places. But today I just wanted to give you the first tip of how to hear God's voice and discern when it's the enemy's voice first. Because if we don't even know the enemy we're fighting, we can't successfully win a war. That's, that's the truth. Like as a military intelligence officer, I know this well. And so I'm all about this. We have to understand the enemy and how he fights before we can go out there and fulfill our own mission. So that's what I'm inviting you into today. And I pray this blesses you. I encourage you to share this with somebody who you know will make an impact to you. Share it with a friend who needs this encouragement too. All right, I am with you. Sending you love. And I'll talk to you soon, sister.